we have all been hurt and betrayed and deeply hurt in one way or another throughout our lives. And when we are hurt and betrayed, there's a natural response or a natural reaction that is quite unconscious and involuntary, which is to close up and cringe. It is analogous to what happens when a person touches a very hot surface. There's an involuntary response that causes you to quickly move your hand out, right? The nervous signal doesn't even go up to the brain. You might feel the pain later because the signal travels through a different nerve fiber to the brain, and then you become aware, oh, that plate was hot. But initially, the initial reaction was to move your hand out, and the body does that to protect itself from tissue damage. Analogous to that, emotionally, we also quickly snap away from situations that are hurtful to us. We, we cringe, we close. So metaphorically speaking, we say that the heart closes. When we feel hurt and betrayed, it's a natural response to close the heart because we feel that an open heart makes us vulnerable to even more pain, to even more hurt. So this biblical notion, for instance, of receiving a slap in the face and turning the other cheek and, you know, being slapped again, that the whole notion, right, might be completely metaphorical in terms of, it's almost as if I said, there are different interpretations to the phrase, by the way, but one interpretation would be, don't allow your behavior to be guided by a closed heart. Keep that, keep that, keep that innocence about you. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we're going to engage in behaviors that cause us, you know, like keep on touching the hot plate until your hand burns out. That's not the idea. But keep your heart open. Keep your innocence. Well, it's a great idea, but not so easy to do. The more common response to hurt and betrayal is, like I said, to close the heart and use that pain as fuel for some type of revenge. Now, the word revenge isn't always the word that people use when they feel hurt. People talk about, well, success is the best revenge, and they say, well, so-and-so did this to me, but you will see. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the point is that we learn very early on in life to use pain as a source of energy and motivation to succeed. And there's nothing wrong with succeeding, obviously. But when we succeed based on our pain, whatever it is that we build is short-lived. I compare this to a, a sand castle on the beach. You can erect the most beautiful sand castle on a beach, but it is a sand castle on a beach, and the tides are going to move, and, and the castle is going to be washed away. And our lives are the same way. We, we have this pain and these problems, and we, we say, I'm going to succeed, and you will see, and I can do this, and I'm strong. And the word that people use in therapy is, I'm going to be strong. And whenever a person says... I'm going to be strong. I know that something is not working because being strong is, a, is another word for I'm going to close my heart. Now, the alternative to all of this is to open the heart, which incidentally, and this is ironic, is the source of real strength. In other words, 
What people call being strong, being tough, going out there and doing it anyway and succeeding to show them, that's actually a sign of weakness. That person has a broken heart and whatever it is that they're doing is short-lived. The stronger version of you is the one that has the fortitude to keep your heart open, even in the face of adversity, and build a life regardless of what you build, but to build something based on an open heart and love for life and the other person, as opposed to revenge and pain as being your motivation. And so, in, in, in my 25 years as a therapist, I can always tell when a person's heart is closed, and it's really everybody who comes to therapy, because if a person has their heart open, they wouldn't need my services, they wouldn't need me. Um, but the consequences of that are going to show up in, in one of three areas of their lives, if not all of them. Um, I can tell you in my case, it affected all three of these areas of my life. One is um, relationships of all types. You know, we keep on perpetuating the very same experience that caused us to get there in the first place. Betrayal. We keep on perpetuating betrayal. Pain, hurt, whatever the case is, in one way or another. But you see, life is funny. The form of this betrayal begins to ch change and switch, and time goes by, and we have a hard time identifying that one thing is a repetition of another, because on the surface, they look like different types of events. But when a person comes to see me and we talk about this and I go, oh yeah, I see how this, which was 10 years apart from this, is actually a repetition of the same kind of thing, although theatrically in my life they look like different things, but it's actually the, let's say an example, the person was rejected by their father, let's say, and later the boss rejects them. They look like very different events, but in reality, unconsciously, there's a repetition there. That's what I mean. So relationships will be affected, finances will be affected, there will be um, a profound sense of poverty, which may be masked by a huge drive for success and wealth, but it's masking a profound sense of poverty. And you can tell that that's happening because no amount of wealth ever satisfies the person because they're really not working to make money or to, they're really working to kill the sense of poverty. Right, And the third thing, of course, is a health breakdown. And you see this all the time. A person is in their prime and they're successful. They have a great marriage. Suddenly they get cancer or a heart attack or a stroke. You know, And they go, how can this be? You know, uh, I recently worked with a family where this woman was 36 years of age. A very young woman had, has one daughter and suddenly dies of cancer. Very young, very unusual at that age, right? But she dies. And it's a huge issue for the whole family, the kid and everything. But those are consequences of a broken heart. The other thing that you see is that these things don't all happen together in time. Sometimes there are many years in between the pain and the consequence of the closed heart. Um, I worked with a man once who, who was a multimillionaire by his own, by his own saying, and had a net worth at the time, he told me, of $2 million as a multimillionaire, and he did really well for himself. And suddenly, he makes a business decision which results in losing everything he owned within 
a period of six months. This man was so broke that he couldn't even afford my own services. I still worked with him at that time because, I, because it was a very special set of circumstances. And he, of course, healed. And then I never heard from him again. This is a great story because one day I'm at the office and he walks in many, many months later, about a year later, and he walks in with his wife. And he begins to lay down on the counter there $100 bills. And he wouldn't stop and I asked him, what is this for? And he says, well, to pay you, you know, to compensate you for the work we did. And I said, dude, that's quite enough. And he kept laying down $100 bills, you know. And I kept asking him to stop. It was, uh, it was way more than we had, you know, the, the, the fees originally were. And he felt so grateful. He wanted to essentially tip me very heavily, right? And the wife told me, he says, let him, because he's been talking about this for a year. He never stopped talking about this. He says that he wanted to come back here and take care of you because you took care of him when he needed it most. And the point of this story is that, you know, here you have a man who, because of a broken heart, ends up making a decision that ends up creating poverty once he was already wealthy. In other words, he was smart enough to make a ton of money. How can he make such a apparently dumb business decision that results in losing everything, right? Those are the kinds of things that happen when the heart is broken. We begin to create or recreate these this problems in relationships, in health, in finances. We begin to create this misery. So then we try to solve the problem by outside-in methods, like, oh, let me get a business coach, let me, let me get an investment banker, that kind of thing, and that never works. We have, to, we have to go back and open the heart again. We have to reconnect with the true source of who we really, really are. And if this is something that appeals to you, click on the link below and we can talk more about this. Um, I'm going to ask you to put your name and email so that we can communicate. I'm not going to be um, bothering you, chasing you. That's not what I do. I will follow up with you. Um, in case an email comes in from me that at a time when you couldn't read it, whatever, I'll follow up with you a couple of times. But only, you know, I only want to communicate with you about this if this is something that you're looking for. Because I know that when I went through a massive crisis in my own life, I would have given, and I had already been a therapist for 20 years or 18 years, whatever, when this happened. But I tried so much to find somebody that could help me do what I can help you do. And it was so difficult to find that kind of help. So I vowed to myself, if I get out of this mess one day, I'm not going to be shy about telling people, look, this is what I know may help you if you are in a position in your life where, where you're ready to look at your heart and open it up again. If this is if this is something that, that appeals to you, if this somehow resonates with you, um, there's something about you right now that's listening to me that, that is making sense to you. Intuitively, you're connecting and you're saying, yeah, you know, somehow I've been carrying this pain. It's very difficult to unpack all of this. I don't even know why it's there, but I've been feeling this forever. And... I have used this pain as a source of motivation. And in the long run, it's not quite working out. I need a change. If that's you, 
I'm here to serve and to help. All you have to do is click on the link, put your name and email, we'll communicate, and um, I'll show you how we can actually do this. been doing it for 25 years, um, and um, I had to go through the same process myself, and it changed my life. I'm looking forward to meeting with you. Thank you, and blessings.